Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. This is an election year. One important role is supporting the work that is important to the construction industry in the legislature. A big component of that is our political action committee that supports candidates who support issues that are important to us. Denise Hasty, our Vice President of Advocacy and Public Relations, is charged with helping us run a successful political action committee. Denise is with us today. Thank you, Denise. Thank you for the opportunity. As I see the activities of the PAC, it's kind of like your own budget. You look at how much revenue you have, you decide how you're going to allocate it, and then you distribute it. Three pieces to it. Am I correct? Yes. We actually also have a reserve component to that, so we have a savings account. Great. Okay, so we have a checking account and a savings account here. Yes. Well, let's talk about the first element of it then. Where does the money come to support a political action committee, and what is the structure? It is totally separate from... AGC of Missouri funds. I know that. Talk about the structure and where the revenues come from. The political action committee is set up under the statutes of the state of Missouri for such kinds of campaign funds. Ours is technically not considered a campaign fund because we're not running for anything. It's a continuing fund. Just a distinction without a difference for all of us. We have that account and we get our revenues from our members primarily contributions voluntary contributions they must be voluntary and they are not tax deductible but unlike a federal PAC the state PAC that the AGC has can accept personal and corporate contributions so we do have individuals of amongst our members who contribute I for one and you are also a personal contributor but we also have the support of most of our members so Our revenues come from a variety of sources, our contributions, and the number one dollar generator per year has become the annual PAC auction that's part of the AGC Mo annual convention. Uh, We have continued to blow the records out of the water annually, which is just a tribute to the dedication of our members, both in contributing items for bidding and in bidding on those items. We also then, this probably the second contribution in size, second largest stream, is from the PAC contributions that come in with the dues. So on a dues statement from each member, each level of member, whether it's a supplier service provider, specialty contractor, or general contractor, there is a voluntary PAC contribution amount listed on the dues statement. And a good 
thirty to fifty thousand dollars a year comes in from those contributions just along with the dues. And all the contributions are voluntary. We don't charge anybody anything or hide anything. It all comes voluntarily. It is an item on the dues statement that says voluntary contribution. And this, as you said, is a state pack. So the dollars that are collected are used for candidates within the state of Missouri who are running for either local or state offices. The federal PAC is totally a separate animal that is handled by AGC of America. Correct. AGC of Missouri cannot use its PAC to contribute to, for instance, the U.S. Senate race that is going on and is such high profile right now. We also get a large amount of money from our half of the 2022 club proceeds. Each year, those Usually 45 to 48 companies step forward and contribute an additional, in this case for 2022, $2,022. Half of that money goes to the PAC. The other half is actually tax deductible and goes to the Education Foundation. Both very worthy AGC MO causes, but this has become a very significant revenue stream for our PAC. So you have the money, you collect it all, now you've got to decide how you're going to disperse it. Talk about the process that you use to determine where those dollars go and how candidates or potential candidates are selected to receive those funds. Well, our PAC committee is a group of uh, six individuals who are all part of our AGC Governmental Affairs Committee. All but two of them have been chairman of that committee and all but one have been chairman of the board. So these are very well-connected, very politically savvy individuals because of their time on the Governmental Affairs Committee. They know a lot of the politics that goes on in the Capitol. They know many of the names and individuals personally. And then the benefit of having our lobbying consultant team is that they are so well-connected in the Capitol and in tune with people and individuals that, as a staffer, I simply cannot do. So we sit down, the PAC committee sits down with our lobbying team with a spreadsheet that comes from the lobbying team that literally we sit and talk through 163 House races, we just did this recently, and 17 Senate races. One by one, this individual is a, you know, this individual has been very good for us. They're not good on X issue, but they're really great on Y issue. Their door is always open. So as I've always said, we don't buy votes. There are many times that we have contributed to and continue to contribute to individuals who have not voted our way on a particular given issue. That would be because their door is always open. That might be because you know, everybody gets a vote on every issue, so you do need to keep your enemies close in some cases. Maybe that individual's a very powerful individual, sits at the chair of a budget committee or an appropriate committee or a rules committee where we need to move our bills through. And we, we saw that come into play very importantly with the fuel tax issue in 2021 where folks who were not friendly to the tax issue, held very important positions on those committees 
and we needed that bill to get to the floor. So we voted to some extent and showed them our support financially that we really needed at least to have them listen to us and understand who we represent. Yes, it's a long-term thing. So we had prior to that already not knowing they were necessarily going to end up in that position, but we have developed this long-term relationship, which has a component of funding their campaigns with them. And then after the session, we do not contribute during session because that has a, a certain look to it that we don't prefer to have. After session last year, we did reward those particular House members who took very hard votes in their committees. There were some who were opposed to the issue, but they, as chairman of a committee, may have let it get through, or as a member of a committee, may have voted yes, so that it could go to the floor where they did vote no. But those were very hard votes, and so we reward those, and that's how you make friends and keep those people elected, because they were honest enough to tell us we don't like the tax, but I believe it deserves debate on the floor, and I'm going to let it go. And I sat through a portion of that call when you went through the spreadsheet name by name, and I can certainly attest that it is person by person. There is no blanket contribution one way or the other. It's evaluated. The distribution is evaluated very carefully. It is. It is not at all by party Yes, we give more. If you look at the percentages, we give more to the Republican Party than the Democrat Party. But look at the legislature. It is far heavily weighted on the Republican side. So just by sheer magnitude of the ind number of individuals, we would, we would do that. So you have gone through that process. You assess who should get the money. How is it distributed then? Well, we finished getting our checks cut from the June distribution on June 30th. And there is a primary on August 2nd. And several of these people that we cut checks to have real primaries. They're not just alone on their Republican or Democrat ticket. So they really need those funds. So the, the key is to get those funds in their hands as quickly as possible. We don't really like to just mail them. The process of our PAC committee is that once the PAC committee makes its recommendations, the governmental affairs committee then gets a final review because they've not been in the other process. And in that final re review, they have the opportunity as individuals to ask to de hand deliver any particular checks they wish. So we probably had a half a dozen individuals offer to take particular legislators' checks and probably about 10 or 11 checks were distributed in that way by our members with a personal meeting. The lobbyists took a bundle of them, and they have also through pretty much like, the, I'm in the office today, come get your money, and people are in Jeff City quite often, so they're, they're flocking in. So that is how that is distributed. Again, we need to get the money in their hands very quickly. Now our PAC committee will meet again after the primary in August, and we will assess who came out of that, and we will cross our fingers in the meanwhile that we've bet on the right horses. And then we will assess a, or make another round of contributions before the November general election. So similar to your 
personal checking account and savings account. You get a paycheck. You get the money in. You figure out where it has to go. You dole it out. And then guess what? You start all over again, right? Pack money is very cyclical. And we build it up in the year in the middle. And we spend it in the election year. This year, we don't have but one statewide office on the ballot, that is auditor, and it's not a race that the AGC has ever invested in. So there's some quote-unquote savings in that we don't have the big ticket races, the governor, etc. But uh, we did recently endorse for the first time ever Lieutenant Governor Kehoe to run for governor, so we've already invested in his race financially as well for 2024. And 100% of the dollars that are collected go to candidates. Candidates or their independent expenditure committees, yes. So none of the dollars go for admin or anything like that. If you get a PAC dollar in, it's a PAC dollar out. Yeah, there would be, I I would say, to qualify that just a little, uh, some signage that gets paid for half for the 2022 club, half by the Ed Foundation and half by the PAC. Operational costs. Correct. To some extent. But but none of of our lobbying fees and none of um, our staffing fees are paid from the PAC at all. And it's all used for candidates. It's not used for any initiatives or anything like that. It can be. Back in the Prop D days, we made a special allocation to invest 25000 in that campaign, and the state PAC can do that because it's a state issue. Our PAC committee had a lot of foresight several years ago in that we started a reserve fund. You mentioned we talked about a savings account. It's technically not in a separate account, but It's we, a policy. It's a policy, and so for every dollar in, 10% gets put into the reserve fund. Now, in the case of revenues from our PAC fundraisers, the golf tournaments, the sporting clays, those kinds of things, that would be the net proceeds, 10% of the net proceeds. But for 2022 club or the voluntary dues contributions or the PAC auction, which doesn't have any expenses, 10% goes straight into the reserve. That gives us a good rainy day fund for that year that we hope never comes where the industry is really hurting and so our contributions are down but we still have an election and we still have that part of our business to conduct so you do have a reserve fund if things do go south but the PAC committee has been operating very successfully for a number of years now it continues to grow every year it continues to support candidates We have seen some successes, obviously, with Senate Bill 262 and other issues that we are continuing to work on. If I want to learn more about the PAC or contribute to the PAC or get involved somehow, what do I do? Call me or drop me an email. But our PAC balance information is a matter of public record. The Missouri Ethics Commission has a website, and you can look up the AGC of Missouri PAC and find out what our latest quarterly report shows. And that is one of the reasons we developed the Reserve Fund, because there is power in saying no when a candidate calls looking for funds. It it doesn't have to mean you're broke. And if they look at your records online and they see that you're very well funded and you said no, then what you told them was the reason for saying no really rings true. And we have those very frank discussions that, you know, this vote or that vote or your general policy or 
you know, you, you worked against us on this, et cetera, et cetera. Those are fair conversations, and we do have those. So in addition to all the other lobbying activities and visiting the Capitol and all the plethora of things that we do for advocacy activities, the PAC is not everything we do, but it's a very important component in that whole array of activities that go into making sure that the legislature does listen to construction issues. Certainly, if it's a new candidate, as in never been elected before, it's a door opener from the very beginning because we can say, I've got a pack check for you. We would really like to sit down and talk. I'll grab a member or two and we'll talk about the issues and we'll talk about what it's like to run a construction industry business and what hurts and what helps and just the day-to-day things. And then that starts that relationship. And then each time we contribute to that person again to keep them elected, we just build on that relationship. Denise, thank you for all your hard work in making sure that the PAC is run properly, successfully, and really serves our members. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.